This is Joel Johnson, Senior Minister at Parkview Christian Church. I want to thank you for listening to our sermons online. If you have any questions, feel free to contact me by email at joeljohnson at parkviewfinley.org. It can be really hard for us to say the things that we're feeling. And, and dads, we appreciate you so much. We, we love you so much. As, as kids, we look at you and we see this quiet strength, stoic. We see confidence. We see skill. And, and we see you as such a respected person. Sometimes it's hard for us to begin that conversation to tell you how meaningful you are in our lives. That, that quiet confidence gives us strength that your presence helps us to be confident as we venture out on our own. Just knowing that you're there, not even with us, but there that we can call and ask about trouble with our car, ask about home improvement projects as you always have the right answer. We can ask you about life and talk to you about things that are going on. And it's so reassuring knowing that you're there. And we, we want you to know that even when we stumble through our gratitude, we feel it and, and we want you to, to hear it and so we're going to try as difficult as it is. Now, I also want to say to you kids, on behalf of all of us dads, it is just as hard for us to tell you how we feel. It's, it's uncomfortable. It's hard to express those emotions. But we, we try. We start, struggle through putting those words together and getting those words out. But we're, we're working on that. We're trying. We're growing but we want you to know how, how much we care about you as well. I have the unique joy of being both a son and a father. And so I struggle to talk to everybody. I have difficulty on both ends. But I, I understand the important significance of sharing those meaningful words. This morning as we think about what fatherhood looks like, I'd like for us to dive into scripture and learn from the incredible example that we have from our Heavenly Father. The perfection. And we see this, this image that we all can strive for as we see God as Father. Now we're going to look at God as Father in two specific ways. First, we're going to look at, at God and Jesus as God, the Father of Jesus Christ. And then we're going to look at God, the Father of creation of each and every one of us. And so as we, we begin, I'd like to ask you to turn to Mark chapter 1 and verse 9. If you have a Bible, uh, we'd love to have you turn there and read along with me. The words will be on the screen behind me. If you have the, a phone or tablet, when you use the YouVersion app, you can open up the app, search under events for Parkview Finley, and follow along there with scripture and sermon notes as well. Let's begin reading in Mark chapter 1. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. Now, you probably recognize this passage as uh, the, the situation that happened when Jesus was baptized, this moment in time when, when God spoke audibly. God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit were all present in, in, in one place, each acting, each, each there. And we see this unique relationship between God the Father and Jesus Christ, his son. And in this, we hear the words of God. Three very distinct statements that God made to Jesus, saying very meaningful, very powerful things to him. First, he said, is you are my son. 
words of acceptance, confirming the place Jesus has in relationship with God the Father. You are my son. Second, you are my son whom I love. And God expressed feelings of affection verbally, out loud, saying to Jesus, I love you. The third thing he said is this, with you I am well pleased. God expressed his pride, affirmed Jesus' response to his person and his conduct, the decisions he was making. Now, this is, this is a very meaningful thing for God to have said to you, something we want to learn from and apply to our roles as father within each of our own families, dads, and we can learn as parents as well. These three very important things. Now, was this, was this message from heaven necessary? Was it necessary for God to speak into the life of Jesus? Yes, absolutely. Jesus was fully divine, God in the flesh, and yet he was also fully human and the words of the Father were meaningful to him. It's important to see the way that God used this opportunity to speak into the life of Jesus. As fathers, we have moments like this that come up in the lives of our kids all the time. Significant moments, meaningful moments, moments that, that we can feel coming, that we, we think, this is a, a time for me to speak into the life of my child. And when these moments come up, sometimes we freeze and we have an internal conversation. We begin to question ourselves and, and, and the insecurity and inadequacy rises within us. Yeah, it's there. You may not see it, but it's there. And, and we, we ask questions like, is, is this really necessary? Should I say something to my child in this meaningful moment? Sometimes we rationalize the situation. They know how I feel. I don't need to say out loud that I love my child. I'm proud of them. They know. When I gave them that nod and, and thumbs up, they, they understood from that that I love them deeply and I'm very proud of them. No, they didn't. But we, we talk ourselves into believing those things. Sometimes we'll even we talk ourselves out of this moment and say, well, if I were to say something, I, there's so many people here. I don't want to embarrass my child in front of their friends. I don't want to make an awkward scene with all these people. I don't want to overstate my feelings and make this really sappy expression. They'll just roll their eyes and walk away. So maybe it would be best if I just say nothing at all. And we have this way of talking ourselves out of these very important moments that come up in the lives of our children. The best advice I can give you, father to father, the best advice that we learn from the example of, of God is this. Take every, every opportunity to say meaningful things. When, when these moments come up in the lives of your kids, when these opportunities present themselves, step into them. Don't worry about what you might say. Don't worry about the, the, the moment or the, the situation or the awkwardness. Dive in. Communicate to your children. Use your voice to build them up, to support them, and to encourage them. You have an opportunity, dads, to provide for some of the developmental needs of your kids. Needs that are represented by these three statements of God. Their needs for acceptance, for affection, for affirmation. Now, this is a very biblical principle. We're learning from the words of God. Uh, the application of this, the titles for these statements, uh, I've, I've learned from this book. If you're a new dad, if you 
are learning about parenthood and you're uh, a little overwhelmed with the idea of, of the responsibility of bringing up a, a young one and you're not entirely sure where to begin or, or how to go about this process, I recommend you read this book. It's called Three Things Kids Need the Most. It's written by Fred Hartley III, a very biblical perspective, applying this passage of scripture to the way that you interact with your kids and help them to come to know the Lord. So if you're a father, I want to encourage you about the voice that you have in the life of your kids the power of your voice to encourage them and build them up. If you're a a grandfather who has the opportunity to interact with your grandchildren, maybe you're you're babysitting, maybe you're helping raise your grandkids, maybe you just love to be around them and encourage them, I want you to know how powerful a voice you have in the lives of your grandkids to build them up, to encourage them, to help them see the Lord through you. If you're a father figure in the life of some young people, Uh, whose dads may not be present or available. But for some reason, they're looking to you for advice. They're looking to you for encouragement, for support. You have a very powerful voice in the lives of these young people. And I want to encourage you to take every opportunity to say those meaningful things. Dad, if if you're at a place in life where your kids are grown and they're out of the house, maybe even having kids of their own, I want to remind you that even when your kids leave the house, they will always be your children. There is never a time when when you can stop being dad to them. And even adult children still need this from you. They still need to hear meaningful words. Your voice still has power in their life. And you can encourage them in a way that no one else can. And so I want to walk through this process together as we learn from the voice of God about these three areas of of, of conversations, of of words that we need to be sharing with our kids. The first uh, are words of acceptance, as we confirm the place that our kids have in relationship with us, we have this opportunity to help kids find their place. And and kids struggle with this idea. We all struggle with this idea, but you can watch your kids growing up from adolescence to teenage years into adulthood, struggling to find their place. You watch them explore different sports and activities, putting on different uniforms, engaging in in different kinds of athletics. And they, they choose one that their friends are involved in, they try it out and they realize, I'm terrible at this. I don't have any skill here at all. And, and they, they take that off and they put something else on and they, they, are, they are searching for an identity. They're searching for a purpose. They're searching for, for value in the world around them. They, they cycle through friends and you, you'll see them changing the friend that's with them or the group of friends around them as they move through these stages of life. An unfortunate process they go through. It's a rare thing to see faithful friends go through life together into adulthood. And, and you'll notice as you're, you're the friends of your kids change. They're, they're trying on different behaviors that their friends are doing. They're trying out different words that they hear their friends saying. And it's a frustrating thing as a parent to see this influence taking place. You, you'll watch your kids as they try on different values and principles and priorities, trying to take a stand for something and, and determine where their heart lies and what their beliefs are. And, and, and dads, we want to be present for those moments to encourage our kids and to remind them that they have a place with us. And the, the way that we do that is by saying simple words that we may find irrelevant. We may not even see the value in this, but they are so meaningful to say out loud to your children, you are my son, you are my daughter. I'm so glad that I get to be your dad. We are a family and we will always be family. Do you understand the, the significance of that, those words of acceptance in the life of a child who is looking for their place to know 
that they belong, to know that they have, a, have that, that place of acceptance to return to as they're discovering themselves in the world around them. It encourages them like nothing else can. The second category of, of meaningful things that we need to say to our kids are, are words of affection. We need to learn to express our feelings verbally. And dads, this is particularly hard for us. As men, we struggle in the area of expressing our feelings and sharing our emotions. It's kind of the way we're wired. There, there are some guys, some dads, who very easily do this. But most of us, for all of the strength that we have, for all the skill in, in those hands, for all the co- quiet confidence, this is an area where we really need to work to, to develop that ability to share our, our feelings and, and to express our emotions as, as strong as, as you are. This is a conversation that makes you feel vulnerable and exposed. That as easily as you have conversations with strangers about nothing, this is a conversation that is difficult. This is a conversation that makes you uneasy. For as, as confident as you are about so many things, this is the kind of conversation that makes you fearfully sweaty, <laughs> trying, afraid to say the wrong thing. But we know how important it is for dads especially to be able to say out loud to their kids, I love you. Developmentally speaking, this is crucial in the lives of your children who are craving affection from you as sons grow up and find their path through adolescence into adulthood, they need to hear from their dads, I love you. They need the confidence that comes from knowing they're loved. As girls, daughters grow up and and navigate their path, it's very different from a boy's path to adulthood, they need to hear their fathers say, I love you. They need to know without a doubt that dad loves them. My wife and I have worked with teenagers for the first 14, 15 years of our ministry, we've spent a lot of time with junior high, senior high, young people, talking to them about their faith, growing to, to, in the Lord, talking to them about life and issues and struggles. And one of the things that we've learned about teenagers is that they are looking for affection. They need this kind of, of reminder. They need to hear from parents, especially dad, these words, I love you. And what we learned at this stage in life, the teenage years, especially for, for daughters, these words are crucial to their development. And, and dads, when you're able to say, when you're able to remove all doubt to, for your daughters to know that, that you love them, it means that they aren't going to be looking for affection in other places. And for those of you who have daughters, this is a very important and powerful place that dads have in the lives of their daughters to provide reassurance that they are loved so that they don't look for love in the wrong places. It's a very important part of their development. Now, as as kids grow up, they take those different paths toward adulthood. They grow. We we build their hearts. we, We protect their hearts by communicating these meaningful words of affection and, and by, by being willing to say them out loud, we help them understand and, and remind them of, of the value of the relationship they have with us. The third category of words that are important for, for kids to hear from us dads is, uh, is this area of affirmation, words of affirmation. We need to be able to tell our kids how proud we are of them 
and how proud we are of what they do. A father's voice carries such power in this area. As your kids look to you as this very capable, confident person, they look to you as a person of respect. And they're longing to hear from you that you are proud of them. They are longing to know that they're worthy of belonging to you. And you might not see that in the way they act, especially as they become teenagers, that you might not understand from their responses, but they are longing to be reassured that they are good enough, that you're proud of them, that they belong to you. And these words of affirmation will, will carry such weight in their lives. And we need to be specific about two areas of affirmation in the lives of young people. The first is in the area of their character, and the second is in the area of their behavior. And these two things we need to treat distinctly different for the good of our children. Because we need to be able to help them grow and, and correct wrong behavior while still affirming their character. We need to be able to encourage them and give them a reason to become a better person. So we, we say things to them like, the things that I see you doing, we need to address and we need to correct because they aren't reflective of your character. I know you, and this isn't you. You are a kind, generous, considerate, honest person. And the behavior that, that you are involved in isn't reflective of that person that I know you to be. In fact, if someone were to see you and evaluate you just on the things you're doing, they would have a very different idea of what your character could be. And, and so the reason we need to address these things is so that your behavior is reflective of your character. And, and we, we help them see their value and we give them motivation to address the things that need to be corrected in their lives. And we all, we all understand the value of, of this encouragement, especially if you've had a boss or a supervisor who's excessively critical, they, they see the things that you do and they're, they're always pointing out your faults and flaws. And they do so in a way, not just about your, your work, but they're tearing you down as a person in the process. And the response that we have to a very critical boss or supervisor is that we lose our drive. We lose our interest. We dread going to work. We, don't, we avoid conversations with that person. When you have a boss or supervisor who encourages you as a person, who says, I, I love what you're doing. There's one thing that I want to address and see if we can find a way to help you be more successful in this area. But overall, I think this is great. And, and it's reflective of the quality of, of your work, your, your commitment to excellence. That's the kind of boss where you say, yeah, I'm all, I want to work hard. I want to, to have your approval. I want to earn your respect. And as parents, there's a fine line that we often step over, that, that we don't always see coming. And, and we find ourselves desperately trying to correct behavior of our kids. And sometimes we miss this affirmation of character in the process and our kids feel overly criticized and they lose that drive. They lose that perspective of the person that we're trying to help them become. And, and, and vocalizing these words of affirmation will help them to see the situation for what it is and want to grow, want to be better, want to come to know the Lord. Uh, the, this idea of affirmation is a reflection of, of the ideal expression of fatherhood as, as an engaged, active, interactive expression of love and leadership. That's, that's really what fatherhood is, love and leadership put together in one. And, and, and it's a place that we have in the lives of our kids that is unique. It, it's described to us in the example that God has of his love and leadership for his son, Jesus Christ, and, and the expression that we feel in our lives of God the Father loving us and leading us in our lives in relationship with him. This 
example of God is summed up in the words of Isaiah the prophet in the Old Testament. Uh, Isaiah chapter 64 and verse 8, we read these words about God the Father. Here's what Isaiah said. Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay, you're the potter. We are the work of your hands. Now, God has this unique role as creator, God, creator of heaven and earth, creator of mankind. And and we also see how God is personally involved in the molding and shaping of, of every one of our lives. God the Father is the potter, we are the clay, the work of his hands, his handiwork. So Paul says, we are the handiwork of God, his creation, his artwork that he is proud of, that he has made for a very specific purpose. Like a potter sitting behind a wheel, taking that lump of clay and molding it and shaping it, turning it into something beautiful, turning it into something useful. God refines and smooths out the bumps turning us into what he intends for us to be when we submit to his work in our lives. He does an amazing work in us, and we're in awe of the way God continues to be present in our lives, working out the bumps, working out the the, the flaws and the imperfections so that we can be a reflection of his love and leadership. And we recognize, dads, that God has placed us in this unique role. God has allowed us the right to take on this aspect of, of his image, that in the lives of our kids, we get to help mold and shape their young lives. Now, we've been talking about the, the needs that we get to help provide for as fathers, but we need to be very specific about the fact that only God can provide for all of our needs. And dads, as we, as we step into the lives of our kids and we, we reflect the image of God and we, we try and draw our kids closer to the Lord and, and help them grow in him, we are limited. We are imperfect. We are, we are a, a, a flawed reflection of the perfection of God And we need to not try and step in and take the place of God in the lives of our kids. Only he can provide perfectly for them. But we recognize this place that God has has allowed us to have in the lives of our kids, pointing them to him, becoming a reflection of his image. And we trust God as we step forward in that image to, to use us to draw our kids closer to him, to use us to help mold and shape their lives into what he wants them to be, to help mold and shape his character into their lives. And we, we work for him and for them, for their good, molding and shaping the lives of our children, guiding them with a, a variety of things. One of the things we guide our kids with is our example. As we, as we choose to do the things that we want to see our kids doing in their lives, where we choose to say the kinds of things we want to hear them saying, where we make the kinds of decisions we want our children to make, where we demonstrate the kind of person we want them to become through our actions, through our lives. We help show them what a life looks like lived in relationship with God. And it's an incredible opportunity we have, not just to tell them how to live a successful life and grow in the Lord, but to show them. A couple of weeks ago, a headlight went out in our vehicle. So I opened up the glove box and got out the manual, looked in the back to find out what kind of light bulb to purchase, opened up the hood, and I got the book back out to figure out how to change the light bulb. And there were instructions, you know, you'll, you'll find the, the headlight housing here. There's a, there's a port you have to rotate, a quarter turn counterclockwise. You pull out the receptacle, you push this tab and pull the light bulb out. You put the new light bulb in, reverse, put it all back together. And I read through the instructions and looked in, under the hood and thought, oh, how, where? And I looked next to the instructions, there was a diagram. All the parts broken out arrows and and guidance about where to find everything and how it fits together. It's perfect. 
this visual illustration of, of how those illustrations or how those instructions make sense. And so I followed all those, got everything put back together, it worked. It was great. Dads, we can, we can give instructions to our kids all day long. And we find ourselves often doing that, saying the same things again and again and again. I just told you three times to do that. Why am I telling you again to do the thing I just told you to do? Do it. We have this unique opportunity to be the illustrative example next to the instructions, to, to show our kids what we want them to be doing, to show our kids what faith looks like when we genuinely, authentically live it. We get to help draw them closer to the Lord. So as we're telling them who we see them becoming, as we tell them the process of what that looks like, we get to show them how it works. We get to show them where it works and when it works. And we become that illustrative example, enabling them to understand what it is that, that we want for their lives, what it is that God wants for their lives as well. And, and we discover this, this fourth need in the lives of kids, attention. This thing that they're craving, that they will get one way or the other. And if they have to break the rules to get you to come and talk to them, they'll do it just to have that conversation. When we take the time to give attention to our kids, we are investing in our relationship and we are investing in their future. And we recognize that, that as parents, it takes time to help our kids become the people that they need to become. It takes time, like a, a, a potter with some clay, it takes time to, to smooth out all those rough edges. And when we're, when we're helping our kids, when we're teaching them, and we're contributing to their growth, we know that smoothing out those rough edges takes our time and attention. We have to be willing to invest it. The rough edges, they don't go away on their own. No, you can't just ignore things and expect them. They will get worse. We, we can't think that if we just step back and give them some room and some space, that all these things are going to resolve themselves. No, this requires our time. It requires us to, to look them in the eye, face to face. It requires us to open our ears and hear the things that they're saying to us. It requires us to give them our time, time that is so precious, that is demanded by so many other things as we get calls from work and we say, I'm sorry, I have to go. When we have things that need done around the house and say, I know that you need me right now, but I need to mow the lawn. There's all these things that I have to do right now because it's going to rain tomorrow. Our kids need us to say, hey, I know that I have all these important things to do, but right now you are the one thing that I'm going to give my attention to. That is so needed and valuable in the lives of kids that we would be able to take time to provide guidance and encouragement and support to help them discover the character of God in their lives and to help mold that and shape that as they grow into adults, as they grow into their faith, as they discover what their relationship with the Lord looks like. We have this unique opportunity to help them grow in their relationship with the Lord. We have this unique opportunity to demonstrate what that relationship looks like as we trust God in those difficult moments to, to, to help us find the right words to say. As we trust God to step into those moments that he allows us to mold and shape the lives of our kids, that, that while we may not know what to do, he does. And that when we submit to him and we trust him as the potter, that he will help our kids become what he intends them to become. And even that process of submitting to God and trusting him will be an example to your kids to learn how they can submit to God, how they can trust him as well. And all that requires is just a little bit of honesty to say, hey, I love you. I care about you. You're my child. I'm so proud of you. And I want to be honest with you. I'm, I'm doing my best. I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the right words, but I know that God does. 
And God has put us together. I'm your father, you're my kid. And I want you to know, I want the best for you. I want to see you grow to, to, to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. I want to see you grow in your relationship with the Lord. And I, and I want to help you do that in any way that I can. And that simple statement, that honesty, will demonstrate to your kids the value of surrendering completely to the Lord, of trusting his guidance, of trusting his wisdom in their lives as they see you trusting him, even in this relationship that you have with them as their father. Such a powerful demonstration of the purpose and the plan that God has for each of our lives. Now, as parents, we, we work hard to provide for our kids. And sometimes we feel this burden of responsibility, this weight on our shoulders to provide for their needs physically, emotionally, spiritually, intellectually. We struggle knowing that only God can provide everything that they need. We still feel this weight of responsibility. And, and the great news is that in God, we have this incredible example of a father who loves us so much and provides for our needs. And, and, in, and in God, we see that he has gone to great lengths to provide for the greatest need that we have spiritually, to answer the problem of sin in our lives, to care so much about you and me that he was willing to send his son to lay down his life so that we could come to the father through him, so that we would have access to this relationship with God, our heavenly father. That's how much he cares for you and for me. Would you join me in prayer? God, we're so grateful to the example that you provide to us about fatherhood. We're so grateful to be yours. God, I pray right now that you would help us to encourage our dads, to remind them of how much we, we value them. And God, I pray that you would supply for the dads who are, who are listening today, supply for their emotional needs, supply for, for their, their feelings of insecurity and inadequacy, that you would give them the words to say at the right moments, that you would help them take every opportunity to say powerful, meaningful words in the lives of their kids, that you would encourage them in their role as father to help their kids grow, to know you and accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. God, we thank you. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.